Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. GearNetwork.com. This is a Gear Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored by our store through Amazon. If you visit shopgear.com, please remember to do that, because when you do, you provide gasoline to the engine known as Gear Radio Network, and that helps this podcast continue. It is the best way to shop for yourself, and is the best way to support this podcast. Now, on with the show. You're listening to Better Life Than Dead on the Gear Radio Network. Welcome, everybody. It's BLTD 109, the NFL preview cast. We are here live on the air right now. Uh, live. We are better live than dead. I don't know why I always do that, but we're here. We're here. We're talking. Uh, I'm Ryan Wolf at Wolf BLTD. Joining me on the phone right now uh, is Mr. Perez at MRLG Perez on Twitter. Joining us for the first time in a long time, but don't you forget. This is where he belongs. How you doing, man? I'm, do- I'm good, man. How are you doing? What's up, peoples? Doing well. How's I'm things here. been, bro? They've been good. We're here. We're- it's a Sunday morning. We're talking. We're talking NFL football. We're just a couple, couple of weeks away from. Uh, we are. From the NFL season doesn't it feel surreal? The-, the summer didn't feel like it went too fast. I mean, there's as as noted on the podcast previously, there's been a lot of stuff going on, moving and working and in school and all that, and then you've had some some stuff going on in your life as well so it, it it feels like we've been real busy but then again um football's here i mean there's no doubt about it like right. week three of the preseason just wrapped up uh that was the 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 dress rehearsal for the for right. the players that usually uh we've got some news out of out of that but what we're doing today here with the nfl preview cast bltd 109 Back then, in July, USA Today gave us their predictions. They 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 predicted the seasons, the playoffs. We're going to go through the divisions. Some little quicker than others. We're just going to break down what we feel uh, based in comparison to their rankings. Kind of give us a baseline for our test here, and then we'll talk about the playoffs. And then we'll give our our way too early Super Bowl fifty two predictions because Super why not? Early. Super, Super early. early Super Bowl. Yeah, it's August. The Super <laughs> That's right. Not till February. But hell, why not? We're going to predict it because you know what? What do we got to lose? Nothing. That's what we do. That's what we do. We if if there's nothing else, like you say, there's it's not a BLTD podcast without a, without a technical difficulty, and it's not a it's not an NFL preview cast without really bad predictions. Exactly. We got to be outlandish with our predictions sometimes. We do. We absolutely do. We absolutely do. So here we go. We're going to start off uh, with the NFC. We'll start off in the NFC. We'll go. Uh, because the divisions are the same, it goes a- NFC North, AFC North. We'll just go across the board. So we'll do NFC North, AFC North, NFC South, AFC South, through. So North, South, South West, and then we'll talk to East last uh, because your favorite team is in the NFC East. My favorite team is in the AFC East, so it works out perfectly. Um, yes, it does. Starting off the NFC North, though, they have Green Bay 12-4, and 4, Minnesota 9-7, and 7, Chicago 5-11, and 11, Detroit 5-11. and 11. Uh, If nothing else... Maybe Detroit's a little higher. Uh, maybe Minnesota's a little lower. But we know last year Minnesota had a lot of bad breaks with injuries. So if, I guess if they can stay healthy, they've got uh, a pretty solid backfield. I mean, Adrian Peterson no longer a, a, a Viking. But if I, I would have to say nine and seven's pretty safe for them. I think this year the biggest thing for me in the North with Green Bay is if they can manage expectations because the the problem it seems like with the Packers is they put outlandish expectations on themselves in in the preseason in the early weeks of the season they stumble and then immediately it's you know is Aaron Rodgers going to be benched you know are they going to fire Mike McCarthy we saw what they did last year they went on a crazy right. winning streak in the playoffs so if right. green bay can manage expectations i think they'll be fine in the nfc north no i agree with you i, I you know i think they're definitely going to be the team to beat in that particular division uh, I will agree with you with the Detroit Lions. The USA Today predicted them to go five and eleven. 
if if Amir Abdullah, you know, does better than he did last year, finally gets himself going, they 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 might be a better team. Uh, maybe maybe six, maybe seven wins. Um, I don't think they're going to make that big of a splash, but I agree for the most part with the predictions I'm seeing coming out with the NFC North. Green Bay is definitely going to come out of that division. Now we're looking over at the NFC, AFC North, I should say, and that one also fairly cut and dry. Uh, Pittsburgh twelve and four, Baltimore nine and seven, Cincinnati five and eleven, Cleveland four and twelve. Um, I would expect Cincinnati to be a little higher, and they might be because Joe Flacco has a back injury that's kept him out of all of preseason, which we won't likely see him till week one. But who knows what we'll see when we see him on week one, or in week one, I should say. Um, I I would not expect Cincinnati to be that bad, but they got to bottom out at some point in time. I mean, it's clear that whatever they're doing with Marv Lewis is, is not working. And and you know what, if it right. does work out this season, maybe I'm wrong, but it's, it's seems very stagnant. Everything in Cincinnati seems very stagnant. Um, Cleveland at four and 12. I think that might be a little gracious, but with that being said, uh, this morning, actually on, on Sunday, uh, Cleveland just named Deshaun Kaiser, the starting quarterback. So Brock Osweiler did not win the job. Deshaun Kaiser won the job. Um, I think that that gives them more upward movement in terms of potentially winning. I mean, right now, let's be honest, they're probably going to give Deshaun Kaiser the season. And if he can show, if he shows development, maybe he's the quarterback. Maybe they don't draft a quarterback next year. But with five quarterbacks right now projected to go in the first round of next year's draft, you have to think that Cleveland's going to be one team that takes a quarterback because they're building everything up the right way but they still don't have a quarterback. But maybe Deshaun Kaiser's the guy. Who knows? We'll see, uh, at least to start off the season. But like I said, Pittsburgh coming out of that division, 12-4 and record. I mean, the only the only real question mark right now with Pittsburgh is Le'Veon Bell. We don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. He hasn't been to camp yet. He may just sit out the entire camp and show up before week one. But even then, is he healthy? Is he going to stay healthy? So not only is that a, that a risk for for Pittsburgh, but fantasy football owners as well out there. Right. Watch out for for Le'Veon Bell because you don't know what's going to happen once the season starts. But Pittsburgh definitely in the north for me. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Uh, Pittsburgh's definitely in the north. Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell needs to be careful. You know, he's he's a great running back, but that guy that's been playing for him preseason has been putting up some good numbers in the preseason. Um, the last thing you want to do is come back and have your place supplanted by someone else because you didn't show up. Uh, you know. Get to camp. You're still on the contract. I know you want that extension, but what you what you should do is come in, put up monster numbers, and then show that you're worth that money, which we already know you're worth that money, but but prove it again. Uh, as far as Cleveland goes, I mean, 4-12 might be a little gracious, you know, and I want to say this. Last year, before the NFL season, we talked about that monster contract that Brock Osweiler got, and, and me and you laughed about it. You know, we, we we were very, very clear on the fact that we didn't think he was worth that money, uh, that the, the, the two or three games he played, that wasn't enough to, to really highlight what he was as a quarterback. And, and last year kind of proved it. Like, we, we were proven right by his play, and now that he didn't get the starting job, like, we were proven right again. So thank you very much, Brock Osweiler. We appreciate that. It is pretty crazy, though, that Cleveland, in acquiring Brock Osweiler, actually made a good deal. They actually won that trade. Um, I'm looking they at did win that trade. I'm looking at Cleveland's um, schedule right now, and honestly, they may be able to win four games. I mean, they play they play Chicago at Soldier Field on on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, that might be a little difficult, but at that point, I mean, Chicago, and, and, and we talked about Chicago just a little while ago, who knows what they're doing at quarterback? I mean, they, they have, um, oh, I just completely blanked on his name. They got the guy from the quarterback from Tampa Bay, Mike Glennon. They have Mitchell Trubisky. So, I mean, that should tell you exactly where they're going. They just gave Mike Glennon right. a monster contract. Speaking of bad quarterbacks on big deals, um, but right. they play Chicago in Chicago on Christmas Eve. So there could be a win. Uh, they play Jacksonville in Cleveland in November. There's a, there's another win. They play the Jets in Cleveland in October. Well, that's there's the a, win for sure. There's a third win. So and they right. and they can probably upset. I mean, they play. 
You've got uh, Cincinnati. They play obviously twice. Uh, they've got. Uh, I'm just looking down the list here. Detroit, maybe. Uh, it's it's four. I I would say at this point, looking at their schedule, just basing off of what we know about Cleveland, four wins is probably going to be the ceiling. But if they come out, you right. know, after last year, if they come out with four wins this year, that's that's a big improvement. That is a big improvement. And four and twelve honestly still puts them top five pick. Right, right, right. Which moving over, move it, yeah, absolutely. Moving to the NFC South now. Uh, Atlanta twelve and four, Tampa ten and six, New Orleans eight and eight, Carolina seven and nine. Now I'm not mad about these, about these right here because that would give Atlanta the South. Tampa ten and six would get the wild card. New Orleans would miss it. Carolina would miss it. Um, we don't know what Cam Newton's doing. He's he had shoulder surgery, I believe. He tore his, had a torn labrum in his shoulder. Um, hasn't been doing much in camp because he can't. Uh, but, or maybe, maybe, you know, I think, I think Cam was a rotator cuff and, and Andrew Luck was, a, was a labrum because labrum is a lot longer. Yeah. Cam was the rotator. So, so Cam's rotator cuff was repaired. He's good now, but I, I think seven and nine is fair for them. It's a fair, it's a fair outlier just to say, Hey, look at, you know, maybe this is where they finish New Orleans. I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get with them. Their defense is, is, doesn't look very improved. Uh, the offense no. has Adrian Peterson, so they may win some games by outscoring you, but they may not be able to stop anybody. Um, I think Tampa could be a little higher, maybe eleven and five or even twelve and four themselves, uh, because Tampa. I, I think this year Tampa is that big team to make the next jump. Last year they surprised a lot of people; expectations are very high. Um, and Atlanta may may have that. The, you know, the Super Bowl hangover is real. And and after being up twenty to three, well documented, they blew a twenty eight to three lead uh, in the Super Bowl to, to Tom Brady and the Patriots, and and who knows how they're going to react in the regular season to that because um, they were there, they had that Super Bowl one, and they they let it go. Right. Wait, you, you you're telling me that the Falcons blew a twenty eight three lead in the Super Bowl? They they did. Breaking news. <laughs> People have been finding ways to to work that into all types of things this year. I almost feel bad for the Falcons. Hey, you know, but, Golden State. Golden State is pleased because at this point, no one cares that Golden State blew a three-one lead. It's all about the Falcons and their twenty-eight to three lead. That's a true story. So now the question is: Golden State came back this year and won the NBA championship. Will the Falcons be able to make a repeat and, and redeem themselves? I, I don't I, know. I, I, I'm not going to say that they're going to be able to do it. I, I think you know, they'll still they'll be impressive because they still have a really damn good football team. But at some point in time, it'll catch up to them. I think. Oh, I agree with you. And and normally a team like that, when they come out the next year, you know, with the exception of the Patriots, you don't see a lot of teams get back to the Super Bowl <clears throat> back to back like that. You know, I mean, we've seen it with Seattle the last couple seasons, um, and obviously the Patriots will get to them eventually. Uh, but I don't know if Atlanta really made any great upgrades to put themselves over that hump. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, 10-6, eh, maybe 11, maybe 12. I mean, they got, you know, a, a pretty good wide receiver in Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Doug Martin's supposedly recharged and is going to be good. The only He's, problem uh, with Tampa Bay is they Doug see, Martin, don't forget they, too, sorry, Doug Martin is missing a few games. He did have right, a, three a, games. a suspension. Right, so that's going to hurt them. Uh, and they see the Falcons twice and Packers once, you know, between weeks 12 and 15. So that's going to be a tough stretch for them. Um, but, you know, I, I, I agree. Set of six is pretty good. I think they should be able to do that. Now, looking at the uh, the AFC South, this one's fairly cut and dry. Indianapolis 5-11, and 11, that's, that's being nice, I think, because they, they still are very poorly run. Uh, they're they're gonna drive Andrew Luck into the ground. Andrew Luck may be on the on the pup list for the first six weeks because of his torn labrum that had to be repaired. Still not healthy, or still just slowly right. getting healthy. Um, but he's been beat up for a couple of years now. So you know, let him just. It's it's crazy that Indianapolis has a great quarterback and they're wasting him. I mean, that just blows my mind at this point in time. But they've got Jacksonville at eight and eight, which I think is honestly that would be equivalent to someone winning the Super Bowl if Jacksonville breaks 500. Blake Bortles yeah, has regressed. Yeah, Blake Bortles has regressed immensely. I mean, just you wonder what the hell he's doing and what the hell happened to him because at this point, 
He's having trouble hitting wide receivers uh, in, in, in wide open. He's overthrowing right. guys, underthrowing guys. Just just what the hell happened to him? But uh, they've got Houston at eight and eight, which we know Houston likes to ride around five hundred all the time. Excuse me, and then they make the playoffs, and then shortly thereafter disappoint. Uh, and then Tennessee twelve and four. If if Marcus Mariota Mariota can can bounce back from that that broken leg, uh, Tennessee should have no problem winning this division very easily. Yeah, no, I agree. Tennessee should definitely take that division. Um, I'm looking forward to see what Marcus Mariota does. I'm not a Tennessee fan, but I, I like him as a quarterback. Uh, Indianapolis, you know, five and eleven. I, I think that might be a little generous. You know, we, we know how hurt luck is like you were just talking about but you know you're right they are wasting a great quarterback they don't have a good front line uh he has no protection um you know they're starting running back frank gore is 34 i mean how effective is he really going to be we know we all know the magic number for running backs tends to be the age 30 when they start to the to digress regress i should say uh and their defense is terrible so are they realistically five and eleven? That might be a stretch. Uh, Jacksonville, I, I, I'd like to see what you know Leonard Fournette's going to do with the NFL. Uh, he was he was great in college. I, I, I'm hoping it'll translate to the NFL because Jacksonville's been so bad for so long that I feel like they're due to have at least a decent season. Um. Houston, they're they're always one of those teams that there's a lot of hype around them at the beginning of the season, and then they kind of just crumble, kind of like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so yeah, Tennessee should be able to take that division pretty easily. I mean, right now at this point in time, I'm just looking it up here real quick. If um, if Andrew Luck doesn't start the season at quarterback, I believe it is going to be. Scott Tolzian, which that's a household name right there. Uh, in his career, he has thrown for nine hundred and thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So, right. good that's luck stellar. with good luck with that one. University of Wisconsin product, right there. Right, but, and Houston. You know, Houston. Their two quarterbacks have had, have what two combined NFL starts. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's I think I think for so I think for them Deshaun Watson they have to go to him. You get you got to put your you, you put your you put your money you put your eggs in that basket. You got to go. Right. Because at this point too, I mean they're fighting. They could be fighting for everybody. There could be fighting for jobs for sure. I agree. I mean it's they they've gotten the playoffs, but they haven't really inspired any confidence. And that's a damn good football team. They just need a quarterback. Right. Moving over to the AFC and or NFC and AFC West, these both are fairly fairly good. Just a couple generous, I think, um, predictions here. Seattle eleven and five, I'm cool with that. Arizona ten and six, I think they bounce back from from a terrible year last year, but I'm not too sure right now. Until we see Carson Palmer on the field and see their defense on the field, um, I think ten and six is kind of generous. Uh, the Rams four and twelve, that seems fair. San Francisco two and fourteen also seems fair. Um, and then as for the AFC West, we can just lump these together. Uh, Oakland eleven and five, absolutely. I think if if uh, if Carr can bounce back again from his leg injury as well, he seems to have been fine. Uh, I think the 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 Raiders, especially with Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, he may not play a ton, he may not get a ton of reps, but he'll be there, and his presence alone should help make that offense better. Uh, eleven and five playoff berth sounds perfect to me. Um, the Chargers nine and seven, they seem to be they seem to be kind of lingering around, either being Four and twelve or nine and seven, uh, I think probably closer to five hundred than anything. But we we will certainly see there. Uh, they've got Kansas City eight and eight, which I think at some point in time Kansas City is kind of due for a, a kind of mediocre season. I think at this point too, um, Alex Smith has really, I wouldn't necessarily say outworn his welcome, but it seems like you know what you're going to get with Alex Smith behind center. They drafted uh, Pat Mahomes III from from Texas Tech. You got to think at some point in time, Andy Reid's just going to say, "You know what? What do we have to lose?" And then you're going to put probably end up seeing Pat Mahomes under center for the Chiefs this season. And then Denver seven and nine, disappointing at seven and nine because their defense is still really damn good. But again, like last year, 
We talked about it with uh, with um, forgetting his name they're, they're, with their quarterback. It, it, you know, they they drafted Paxton Lynch. He didn't win the job, and he didn't win the job this year, and he got hurt as well. So at this point, you know, right. uh, I, I keep thinking Brock Osweiler because that was the guy who was in Denver. But um, oh, he's gone. We yeah, talked no, about he, him. He's somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. But at, at this point, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Denver's defense is good enough. As we said last year, Denver's defense is good enough to win them seven or eight games. But at, right. at this point, you need more inspired play from the quarterback. And, and, and Trevor Semyon, as I as I see here, uh, reminded, how could I ever forget that name? He he didn't really inspire much confidence last year. I mean, he he threw for thirty four hundred yards. Eight touchdowns or eighteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Very much a game manager. Um, that's what he has to be again this year. And if he can, if he can put them over the top in a couple games, maybe they flip that and they go yeah. nine and seven or ten and six. But man, I don't know what John Elway's doing in Denver. Like you got to get a quarterback in there seriously. And and they they, I don't know if they attempted to get Tony <laughs> Romo before he retired. But if if they had honestly, if they had Romo under center, you're probably looking at a team that's winning eleven or twelve games. But You've got Trevor Semyon under center. You're going to win seven or eight games, maybe. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what he's doing out there in Denver. I mean, you know, major questions of quarterback, like you said. You know, it doesn't help that they're not home for seven of the final 11 weeks. That's going to be a tough road, you know, schedule. Um Oakland Raiders, AFC West, that should definitely be the team to beat. Uh, I'm not, you know, we all know what my favorite team is, but I I like this Raiders team. They're tough. I think they can make some noise uh, in the AFC. Um, I would like to see some success from them. You know, I think that would be awesome. Uh, Are they going to beat the Patriots this year in the playoffs? If they even get to there, they probably not. But um, I would like to see them make some big advances this year. Uh, as far as the the NFC West, obviously, uh, you know, Seattle's going to come out of that division. Uh, they're they're still tough. When you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, um, I feel like you could always be in the mix because he's a great playmaker. Uh, Cardinals ten to six, yeah, that 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 sounds good to me. And then of course, you know, we just glossed over the Rams and the Forty ers They're just going to be garbage. So I definitely think Seattle, and I definitely, uh, I definitely think Raiders in those divisions. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the how the Rams adjust with uh, with with new acquisition Sammy Watkins. I'm interested to see that, or how Jared Goff, if Jared Goff can take the next step. But honestly. It's probably well, the still, Rockets hurt. It's it's probably still uh, a rebuild season again for them. Absolutely, but I believe Sammy's hurt, isn't he? I don't know. Let me see. I haven't. I honestly have not paid attention to that. Let me double check here. Yeah, I think I think Buffalo and the Rams did a trade, and in like the first two weeks after the trade, both the people who were involved in the trade got hurt. <laughs> I see here. No, he looks like he played here. Oh, yeah, he looks like okay. he, he just played a couple nights ago. Yeah. Um, well, we can talk about the Bills trades here in just a moment because you know that that's that's just something else. But we're gonna we're gonna focus on the NFC East. We finally have made it. Um, we've got Dallas eleven and five, the Giants ten and six, Philly nine and seven, and Washington five and eleven. Now, to me, before you go off, uh, I think that's fair. I mean, with the this was before the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott, so maybe ten and six for Dallas. Uh, I think no matter what, though, Dallas and the Giants are in the playoffs. That's a given. They'll they'll win. The, one will win the division. One will make the wild card. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott this year, especially with Ezekiel Elliott being out at least six games at this point. Obviously, appeal still a pend or uh, the appeal is still pending. Um, you'd have to think that at some point in time he'll probably go the Tom Brady route where he'll play this season, and then at some point in time in the future, it'll catch up, and then he'll be suspended. Um, right. But that's, that's a different conversation for a different day, honestly. I mean, at this point, um, 
I, I think Dallas is still the superior team in that division. They've lost a couple guys to injury this preseason, but you know what? Dallas to me is still definitely the superior team in the NFC East, and and I'm good with eleven and five for them. Yeah, no, I, I'm good with that uh, right now. If, if Dak, you know, if Dak can put the team on his shoulders, if if Zeke is out for six games, they still have great firepower. Uh, their defense is is mildly improved from last year. Um, they got some good rookies that I think will make an impact. So I definitely think that that's the team to beat in the NFC East. Obviously, the Giants are always, you know, dangerous. Um, as we know, Dallas lost to them twice last year. And before that final game, it was their only two losses of the season. Uh, you know, that final game, they really didn't play anybody. They were already in the playoffs. Uh, so uh, definitely Dallas, if, if Zeke's, you know, suspension gets overturned. Uh, Eleven to five. I think they actually could probably approve that to a twelve, thirteen win season. Um, you know, it's tough. Obviously, you said you know I don't want to go off about Zeke and the whole thing. Uh, that's a discussion for another time. But I definitely think the Dallas Cowboys are going to make a deeper run than they did last year this year. That seems fair enough. I mean, again, again, they're still they're still a very good football team, and even if Zeke Elliott is out six games, they still have that offensive line. They still have oh, Dan yeah. McFadden. They still have Alfred Morris. So it's just there's right. going to be a lot more pressure spread around um, that that Zeke Elliott obviously picked up last year himself. But right, I mean, at, at some point in time, you know, someone else will have to pick up the slack, but that should not be a problem. Yeah, I agree. Now, moving over to the AFC East here, uh, USA Today has the Patriots going 16-0, and Miami 7-9, and Buffalo 4-12, and and the Jets 1-15. Now, for me, uh, New England, putting New England at 16-0 and is fair, just because at this point, what else can they do? They've done everything. They've, they've had a, a gigantic gap between Super Bowl victories. They've, they've won Super Bowls in different ways. They... they the last two Super Bowls they've won have have quite frankly been two of the most exciting Super Bowls I've seen in my lifetime. Um, so it's it's you know putting them at sixteen and zero, setting the ceiling as as high as you possibly can, and then just let them fall. I mean, I th- I think think they end up winning thirteen or fourteen games. Um, but again, you know they they just lost Julian Edelman. He tore his ACL in the in the, their last preseason game, so that's a big loss for them. But they still have Brandon loss. Cooks. They still have uh, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell. They've got a couple. They've got a lot of good guys, and, and we all know how it works in New England. It's not woe is me. It's next man up. So if someone goes down, right. it's the next guy in line, and the next guy in line will be perfectly fine. And you know what's going to happen is Chris Hogan will probably have a monster season. You know, probably you know twelve hundred yards and in you know twelve or thirteen touchdowns. Uh, because we saw what he could do last year, and he had a damn good a damn good season with the Patriots last year. So we'll we'll see how that one works out. But for me, um, with the Buffalo Bills being a Bills fan, um, and I use that term very loosely at this point because you know the Bills traded Sammy Watkins this offseason and Ronald Darby within ten minutes of each other. Uh, they didn't say right. the deals were necessarily back to back like this. If this, then that. But we we kind of get the picture. They grabbed EJ Gaines from the Rams for CJ for Sammy Watkins, and then they grabbed Jordan Matthews for Ronald Darby. Matthew shows up to Buffalo, immediately messes up his sternum. He's he's expected to be okay for week one, but he's still obviously in some pain. EJ Gaines messed up his hamstring. I haven't seen any information on that aside from he wasn't practicing. Excuse me, wasn't practicing. Didn't play obviously in the third preseason game, from what I gather. But you know, for me, this season for the Buffalo Bills is a lost season. It's already for me. It's already a lost year. I mean, four and twelve for me seems gracious. It seems nice. Um, the Bills have kind of tipped their hand for next season. They have two firsts, two seconds, and two third round picks in a 2018 NFL draft that's said to be very stacked. So right. that that already, I think to myself, and I say, you know, they're they're prepping for the future. And then you see, you see that the Bills have Kansas City's first round pick, so they have. There's there's potential for five quarterbacks. 
in next year's first round right. at this point. And if Buffalo doesn't draft a quarterback in the first round next year, what are you doing? Like that's right. for me, that tells me if I, this year you can see the direction they're heading in. But if, if you look at what's uh, what they're doing next year, if they don't draft a quarterback, what's the plan? And that's, that's how I feel. Right. So whatever Buffalo does, if they bottom out, if they go eight and eight, whatever, just get a quarterback next year. That's the, I'm already there and it's August. You know, I agree. They're definitely going to need a quarterback. I like Tyrod Taylor, but I don't think he's strong enough to, to carry that team into the future. Um, I, I, AFC East, Patriots 16-0. and I'm going to make a prediction right here. I'm going to say they're going to go 15-1. Uh, I think they're going to lose to the Raiders in Mexico City. So I'm going to go 15-1. Uh, the USA Today gave the Jets a 1-15 record. I don't think that's correct. I don't think the Jets are going to win a game this year. <laughs> I was going to say, where are you so, going with that one? Yeah, I think they're going to run the table and go 0-16. Well, you got to remember, too. It was Josh McCown, it was Bryce Petty, and it was Christian Hackenberg. Um, right. McCown didn't play. I think Bryce Petty played most of last night's game. If I or last of Saturday night's game, I'd have to double check here just to verify. Um, I'm looking at the stats here right now. It's actually a damn good game, 32 to 31 against the yeah, Giants here. Uh, let me just turn the sound down because I have this really loud video playing in my ear right now. Yeah, so McCown didn't play at all last night. Uh, Bryce Petty, 250 yards, three touchdowns, not bad. Christian Hackenberg. Who they still say doesn't doesn't really resemble an NFL quarterback, which you know uh, that kind of I guess it is what it is here. Uh, but Bryce Petty had a knee injury in last night's game, and they said the the words after the game were the knee was unstable. So that's that's not that's good. good. No, that's, that's not, not good. good. Uh, I'm 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 looking here right now on on Roto World just to get an idea because again. Um, uh, I'm at the point again of the of the football season where I'm taking a look at here and, and and seeing what's going on, but I'm not really deep deep into things here. Um, right. I'm gonna take a look. I'm just gonna look them up real fast. I'm gonna get this exact quote for you. It's not a good one. <laughs> see, never good with the quote's not a good one. Yeah, well, it says here. Bryce Petty says his knee injured injured knee is quote not stable. He had his knee rolled up late in the fourth quarter and immediately was ruled out of the game. Uh, Two hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns against Giants backups before leaving with the injury. So you're looking at Josh McCown being the starter in New York. Um, uh, it's it's certainly just not good. Like a thirty eight year old Josh McCown who last year. In Cleveland, threw for 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, six interceptions. He might be able to win you a game, but ugh, that's miserable, man. Like, that's just, it's going to be tough. It's not, yeah, it's going to be real tough. I don't, I don't foresee them winning a game. But they're in the, they're in the, they're in the sweepstakes for um, Sam Darnold. And that's that's the right. prize right now is Sam Darnold from USC. So we'll right. certainly see what happens here with with that. If four four and twelve for Buffalo, I might be a little generous. I think I think three and thirteen, four and twelve is 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 probably right now, especially because at this point too, uh, we got news on Sunday morning that uh, Tyrod Taylor, who suffered a concussion on Saturday night's game had to leave and and Nathan Nate Peterman was was the the guy who picked up the slack yesterday or on Saturday night. Um Peterman could start week 1. That's being floated and I mean he certainly has showed some sort of something in preseason, but again, right. I I I I point you back to the fact that there's a reason why he was drafted in the 5th round and I'm sure when you're playing an NFL defense under pressure of an actual National Football League game, not preseason, but an actual NFL game where jobs are won and lost, money's made and money's lost, um, it may be easier to expose him. And 
it may not turn out very well for the Buffalo Bills if 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 they have Nate Peterman under center. I mean, I still think I do think at some point in time this season he'll start a game or two, whether it's injury related or whether it's just you know they want to see what they have in him. But uh, it's 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 a tough time. It's still a tough time. Eighteen years, tough time to be a Bills fan. I mean, right? It's crazy to think right. that the Bills eight days into the eight days into the century was the last time they played a, a playoff game, and we're yes, sir, August twenty seventeen. <laughs> oh, I know. What's another season, right? Right, right. I mean, you got you you got to be used to it by now. I'm absolutely used to it. It's just you know, watch football on Sundays, play fantasy football, have fun with that, then move forward. I agree. Now, looking at the playoffs, USA Today, um, we'll run through their predictions and then we'll kind of give ours because I didn't break down like wild card and divisional and championship. I just have a Super Bowl prediction. Um, okay. We could so we could just do that if you want to, and then if if I know with for you, if Dallas isn't predicted to be in the Super Bowl, you can kind of let us know where they're gonna go. Um, but for right now, the NFC wild card game, they have in uh, the the Giants beating the Cowboys and the. Seahawks beating the Buccaneers in the AFC. They have the Chargers beating the Titans and Oakland beating Baltimore. Moving over to the NFC divisional playoffs, Green Bay defeating Seattle, Atlanta defeating the Giants. AFC division, they have Oakland defeating Pittsburgh and the Patriots defeating the Chargers. In the NFC championship game, Green Bay over Atlanta and AFC New England over Oakland. And for Super Bowl 52, their prediction is New England over Green Bay for their second Super Bowl title in as many years. Yes, they do. And I I hate to, you know, I'd hate to see a team tie the Pittsburgh Steelers with six Super Bowl rings before the Dallas Cowboys. Um, (laughs) You know, because the Cowboys have five, but Here's my prediction. My prediction is going to be very similar to my prediction last year. Uh, I agree with the AFC playoff pitcher that the USA Today has. Uh, I definitely think it will be the Patriots versus the Raiders in the AFC championship game with the Patriots coming out on top. Uh, I think the, I think the, the, the wild card is going to be a little different. Um, I, I think... I think the Cowboys are actually going to make – I think they're going to get that bye, um, and I think the Packers will be in the wild card. Uh, and I can see it being Packers versus Cowboys for the the uh, the NFC championship game. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are going to make it to the championship game again this year. So my prediction is the Patriots versus the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl with the Patriots winning their sixth Super Bowl. And you know, for me, I, I, I can, I, I can, I can see that. I mean, at this point in time, again, it's, it's, and it, it, as much as it pains me to say this, and that's another thing about the bills. I failed to mention too, and I'll, I'll put this out right now. The bills are punting the season essentially uh, on paper. It seems like, because at this point you're not as good as new England and you won't, there's no way you'll be as good as new England this season. So why not set yourself up for future successes by, Right, being bad this year, and I agree. again, I think it's it's Tom Brady's world, and we're all living in it. I mean, it's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football, and that was cemented last season. I think. I mean, granted, he's lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning, and for Eli Manning, that is going to be, I think, the biggest feather in his cap when he goes into the right. Hall of Fame someday. Um, right, he beat the Patriots twice. It will be, yeah, it will be. You know, it won't be a through for 50,000 yards or you won, you know, you, you won X amount of games. It'll be you beat the greatest quarterback in the game in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl history and NFL history twice. The only time, the only person to beat him in the Super Bowl. That's, I mean, that's the only quarterback to beat him in the Super Bowl. But I certainly think, like I said, it's New England's world, Tom Brady's world, and we're all living in it. Um, I could certainly see, I mean, if Dallas can get past New York in the playoffs, they, they should be able to go pretty far, but it always seems like the Giants have their number. Um, especially lately, it always seems like the Giants have their number. 
I, I mean, if 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 Russell Wilson can stay healthy, they can probably make a run. If Green Bay's defense can be improved, they can probably also make a run. And I think that's what USA Today is banking on: is that Green Bay is going to be healthy. They've got Martellus Bennett in that offense now. Um, if they can figure out right. the running back position, I mean that that kind of handcuffed them last year. But if they can figure out the running back position, um, they they should be able to make a run. And and I think with you, like I said, I, I agree with you. I think Atlanta. Um, I really think that they may lose in the divisional round just because again, it'll catch up at them, catch up to them some point in time. If they make it that far, I think that's where they may stumble. Um, I, I would have to say, you know, NFC championship game, a safe prediction would probably be, you know, green Bay, Seattle or green Bay, Dallas. Uh, I think green Bay though is it's either green Bay. I would have to say green Bay going to the playoffs. I, I I'm comfortable with USA today's prediction of new England versus green Bay. I mean, Oakland might be able to turn the tide and, and get past New England in like a reverse tuck rule game, if you will. But if Oakland has I, to I play would be completely okay with that too. Yeah, and if oh if Oakland has to play in New England in January, there's no there's no chance. Um right. I mean, I, that would be a nice surprise, but I think at this point in time, if New England doesn't make the Super Bowl, it's an upset. And I I you know I think New England can do it again, and and why not? I mean, you know they've inspired enough confidence at this point in time to 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 show us that it's them, and that it's everyone else. There's nobody on their level right. at this point in time. And oh yeah, and, and if Rob Kronkowski comes back 100 percent healthy, yeah. And I used to be so pissed about. It. I used to get so pissed about the Patriots being so good, but at this point in time, you know, I'm tipping my cap, man. It's it's impressive what they do. It is. And I people agree. will say, you know, people will say Tom Brady is a system quarterback and that the Patriots are a system team. But guess what? That's what good teams do. Good right. teams aren't good teams aren't like um, Pittsburgh. Oh, hey, you know, Le'Veon Bell's out. We need Ben Roethlisberger to carry us or that, that's it's over. It's OK. You know, uh, Julian Edelman went down. We need to get someone else filling that role. Maybe not as good, but someone that can fill that role so we can not miss a beat. Or if we miss a beat, right. it's not much of a beat that we miss. So, right, you know, New England. It, that's you want to build a team like New England, and that's, I mean, that's that's you know, hate them as much as you want to, but that's how you want to build a franchise. And they're yeah, and, and again, like you said, six Super Bowl for the, the Patriots. You know, bring it on because I honestly don't know what else I could see happen at this point in time because it just seems like a, a like a done deal at this point almost. You know. I, I... Anyone that's listened to this podcast for the last couple seasons, last couple years, knows I was a big Patriot hater. Like, I couldn't yep. stand the Patriots. But I'm be completely honest with you, man. They kind of won me over last year. You know, we all said that once Brady came back from his suspension, he was going to light up the league. And he did. And that suspension was crap. And the way that they just handled yeah. You know the way that they handled that their their business last year, I, I, you can't be mad at that. You just can't. No, and be then mad you get to that. the Super Bowl, and then you get to the Super Bowl, right. and the way they methodically picked apart the Falcons was just—I don't know if we'll right. ever see anything like that again. Yeah, probably not. You know, and the problem with the Falcons in the Super Bowl was they went really hard for the first three quarters. I'm going to compare it to Mayweather and, and, and Conor McGregor last night. They went very hard in the first three quarters, and then they just lost steam. They had nothing left. And that, to me, that's what happened in the fight last night. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that uh, they kept throwing the ball. They didn't run. They have Devontae Freeman, who is damn good running back, and they just stopped running the ball. Right. Right. That was stupid. Very stupid. And, you know, that's just, again, uh, it's – it's it's mind blowing. It's mind. It's just it just baffles me. Still, that right. Super Bowl still blows my mind. But you know, these are our predictions. They're probably not going to be right. But hey, we take a <laughs> shot. We put our, we put ourselves out there for in, for your interpretation. So let us know on Twitter at BLTD Sports on Twitter, Facebook.com backslash BLTD Sports. Hit me up at Wolf BLTD Wolf with an E at MRLG Perez. Uh, also on Twitter, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, whatever it may be, let us know. We want it. We want to hear what you have to say. 
Um, but for us, like we said, Patriots to the Super Bowl seems like a foregone conclusion. Um, maybe we're wrong. You know, I wouldn't hate it if we were wrong, but I wouldn't hate it. I if wouldn't we were hate right. it either. Right, I agree, completely agree. But I guess with uh, with that being said, you know, we are better live than dead. You're not. Hey, before we before we go, I, I know this is the better. NFL precast, like talking about. But do you want to you want to quickly touch on the the big super fight last night? I'd like to know what your thoughts were. We could do that if you want to. We have a little bonus, little bonus preview little cast. Little bonus sports talk. Fight cast. Real quick. We'll make it fast for you. Um, it was better than I expected, honestly. Uh, for, for sure, I, I didn't think McGregor was going to get that far. But then again, we always have to, we have to remember, too, that, that Floyd is a counterpuncher. Floyd is... If I, I, like the, I like what... I think it was Teddy Atlas who said it after the fight. If... if McGregor fought Canelo Alvarez or someone like that, it would have lasted maybe a round or two because he didn't fight a guy who was an aggressor. He fought, he fought a guy who lets fighters make their move and then he, he goes after him. And that's why a right. lot of Floyd Mayweather's fights are boring because he'll, he'll sit in defense mode all night long and, and just score when he can. And and McGregor right. said it himself too. He he gassed himself out, but ten rounds, three minute rounds. That's that's five minutes longer than any UFC fight he's ever had in his life. So it's right. it's you know that kudos is a completely to him. different game. Yeah, kudos to him. He he showed well. I don't think we'll ever see him box again. He showed well, made his thirty million dollars. He'll be back in the UFC in a couple months, and he'll be defending his title. Right. Why does everyone? Okay, now. Everyone's saying he made thirty million. He didn't make thirty million. He the, the final contract agreement was a hundred and twenty million to eighty five million. Well, that's what's being reported. So I, I didn't. I didn't. I just saw the reported numbers. But we'll find yeah, out. No, we it, won't know. We won't know until the gates right. released, until the pay per view numbers are released. But he's gonna he's gonna make damn near a hundred million dollars off this fight, and that's why he oh, did yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's yeah, why he, he did he it. He said. He's worth $35 million right now. He said that this fight was going to quadruple his, his worth. So he's probably going to make damn near close to $120 million. Um, and after everything is said and done, Money May is going to make about $180 million, which, you know, for 10 rounds of action, it's not a bad payday. Not um, bad at all. Not bad at all. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that Connor was going to knock him out because – I don't like Mayweather, but Mayweather showed me something last night against a guy who, who was in his first professional boxing match. You know, Connor came out and he looked good. I thought he took the first three rounds. Yeah. You know, going going into the tenth, I thought he had won at least four or five rounds. Um The judges did Mayweather agree with that, but Yeah, I know, which I was kinda of surprised by. Um but but Mayweather did what he did. You know, he put on his track shoes. He took a good beating. And then he came out in the 10th and he finished it. Uh, so, so good for Money May. I mean, you know, he's 50 and 0. Best professional record ever. Uh, I really don't know if this one should count because he went against your, you know, a guy that never boxed before. Maybe put an asterisk next to this one, but it was a boxing match. So, 50 and 0. Um, he'll never, he'll never, I thought it was, he didn't look good. I mean, he didn't look like Floyd he Mayweather. He was, he's missing no. punches and, 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 and yeah. just not, didn't look sharp, but you know, he right. probably also didn't train very hard for this fight. No, probably not. You know, it was his first fight in what, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you're going to take a fight, your first one in two years, it might as well be against a guy that's never been in a boxing ring. You know, if, if it had been in a, if it had been in a UFC octagon, it would have been a different story. He wouldn't have lasted uh, a round. McGregor, no, the thing Floyd, is, he, he gassed himself because of how long the fight was, but because also he's right. used to having smaller gloves and being able to 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 take him down with a head kick and, and, and just destroy a guy. And we saw kind right. of that last uh, on Saturday night when when he was throwing hammer fists into his head and you know right. it was it came exactly. out. But like I said, just get get McGregor back in an octagon and I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. I think whoever he fights next to the octagon is in trouble. <laughs> I, I think Connor's yeah. going to be a little pissed off. 
you know. But but and I want to say this: Connor has always been gracious in defeat, and he was very gracious last night. So you know, they did a lot of trash talking beforehand, some very entertaining trash talking. Right, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I think in the UFC, what we're going to do, and I, I agree, I, I did enjoy it a lot. It was, it was very fun to watch. I was surprised it was actually that entertaining. But, um, but at, at this point, you know, the, I do want to watch the um, the Canelo Alvarez GGG fight. That's that's what I'm looking that, for. That'll be a good fight. That'll be a, that'll be if you want a boxing match, a real good yeah. boxing match. That will be incredible to watch. I'm looking yeah, for that's, that's a, a good that's fight. A few weeks is that? Yeah. So we'll check that out, and we'll talk about that if if, if uh, we're not big boxing guys, obviously, but we enjoy a good boxing match. But uh, I, I have to think maybe McGregor fights Nate Diaz again. But that also being said, he hasn't defended his title in forever, and his second championship that he won that was stripped, he still calls himself the champ. Champ came out with two UFC titles last night, but right. I mean, we, we'll see how that works out, but. Um, We'll have to podcast again here soon and talk more about UFC. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. John Jones failing, failing another drug test, all that stuff. But um, we want to keep John this to Jones. football. John Jones is a, is just incredible. But we'll we'll keep this one to, to football, like I said. Uh, we do appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. Let nope. us know what you think. Uh, BLTDsports.com, Facebook.com backslash BLTDsports, at BLTDsports on Twitter. Again, I am at WolfBLTD. Lewis is at MRLG Perez. And again, we'll do it again one more time for you because it's been a while, but we are better live than dead. You're not. We'll catch up with you sometime soon. Uh, hopefully me and Lewis can get together. I really want to go uh, to to Ridge Donut Cafe and get a, a blueberry glazed donut. I've been, I've been really craving one of those lately. So maybe we'll have to get together sometime and do that. Love to do that, man. Or I could, I could grab them and come out to your place, man. I ain't seen yeah, your place yet. Good. I still haven't... I still haven't met your fiance, man. I mean, we're here. We're not going anywhere, man. All right, we'll have to make that happen. Well, hey, again, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Thanks again. We'll catch you sometime soon. The preceding presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.